So today's daf is Peitet in Psachim. We are on Peichet Amud Bet. We are one, two, three, four, five lines from the bottom of the Amud. Amar more the master said, This is talking about a case where you have five people. They bring the Koban Pesach, and it turns out that one of them had a mum. One of them was Pasul, we don't know who. And it said that uh, they don't have to do Pesach Sheni. So even though one of them, obviously, we don't, none of them can eat that Korban Pesach, but since they didn't discover the problem, because one, because one of those Korbanot is, is, is not good, we don't know which one. But they all fulfill the mitzvah, nobody has to bring a Pesach Sheni, and of course the question is, why not? Because at least one of them didn't fulfill the mitzvah, because at least one of them, he had a mum in the, in the Korban, and we don't know which one, so on the contrary, they should all have to bring Korban Pesach Sheni, just to be sure. Why, why are we not making them bring it? That's going to be the question. We don't know who it is, but one of them definitely, one out of those five, four out of the five, their Koban was good. But the one guy that, you know, this Koban wasn't good, so they only discovered it afterwards. So they, four of them got credit. One of them didn't. We just don't know which one is which. What? That doesn't make a Koban magically good. That's oh. if a Koban is not, it, that's only for Tum'ah really. So if the Koban has, that's why here it has a Mum. So they're using an example of a mum. So if it had tum'ah, so that might, that might cover for it. You're right. But since it's a mum, it doesn't help. Doesn't since, since when are you checking mum after you cover well, it? Well, granted, not a normal situation. They found it afterwards somehow. They missed it during the inspection. They found it afterwards. We don't know how. You know, the, somehow it happened. Right? But it wouldn't be normal because normally they check before. You're yeah. absolutely right. Yeah. But uh, that's what happened. Okay. So uh, human error. There's a lot going on. So it says, The problem is that there's no way to resolve the safik in a halakhically acceptable way. Why? Because, what will we do? If you make everybody bring Pesach Sheni, so that's no good. Because four out of the five are bringing Chulin. They're not really bringing a Koban because they're not obligated in Pesach Sheni. Because four of them really did Korban Pesach. We just don't know which four they are. So they, it's not like you can tell all of them to bring Pesach Sheni because the ones who bring Pesach Sheni, oh, you can only bring that if you have an obligation. And four of them, they don't have an obligation. So they'll bring, be bringing a meaningless Korban. So So why don't you have them all, four, five of them, bring one Pesach Sheni and say, you know what, one of us didn't do Pesach Rishon. We don't know which one it is. So we're all going to get together. Each of us will pay... $10 towards a $50 uh, korban, and we'll all bring it uh, together. But that doesn't work either. Why not? Because because the problem is that um, that uh, that if you bring a korban like that and five of the people all join together, you know four out of the five don't really need to bring, bring, bring Pesach Sheni. Only, only one of them has to. So, and we don't know which one. So the four out of the five that are eating that Korban Pesach, really it's illegitimate. They're not allowed to eat it, right? They're not allowed, you're not allowed to eat a Korban Pesach or a Pesach Sheni that you were not registered for. And they weren't really registered for because actually they fulfilled their obligation with Korban Pesach Rishon. So the problem is there's no way to legitimately resolve this problem. There's no action we can take that will cover everyone's basis. So it says, hi, Mai, what, what do you mean? What's the difficulty? It's very simple. What you do is you have each person bring a korban and make a tnai. Have them each of them make a condition on the korban pesach. How will it work? That say like this: And say if the one that I brought was the balmum. In other words, if I was the one, if I'm the one of the five, the mystery one who really needs to bring pesach sheni. So this is a pesach sheni. And if not, if mine was good. Right? And, uh, and if mine was good, so if mine was good, so then 
So then I'll just call this a shlamid, no problem. What's the, what's the difficulty? Make it tonight. We do this all the time. We make conditions. If this is A, then this is B. If this is B, this is A. Make a condition. And you'll fulfill the mitzvah that way. So what's the problem? So no, because live show you can't. Because mishum deika chazev ashok de koanim. Because they have the chazev ashok of the koanim. In other words, they, the, uh, when, you, when you bring a koban shlamim, you have to give the chazev ashok. You have to give the front leg and you give the breast part of the animal from the shlamim to the kohen. That's one of the matanot that you give to the kohen from every koban shlamim. You don't give that. Uh, from the Korban Pesach, because the owners eat the entire Korban Pesach. In fact, you can't give that to the Kohen from the Korban Pesach unless he's registered for that Korban Pesach. So it won't work, because if it's a Korban Pesach, you have to eat that part. And if it's a Korban Shlami, you have to give it to the Kohen. So you can't make a Korban and say, maybe this is a Shlami, maybe this is a Pesach, because you won't be able to fulfill the mitzvah completely. Not of the Shlamim, not of the Shlamim. Only Shala Ola, that's different, that's Ola. No, no, no. The owner gets everything. Yes, everything. Yeah, yeah. So that, so now, but, it's, but that's, here we're talking about, can you make a condition and say, maybe this is a Shlamim, maybe it's a Pesach. You can't, because if you make a condition, you're not going to be able to fulfill the full mitzvah, because you're gonna, if it's a Korban Pesach, you're really supposed to eat that part. And if it's not a Korban Pesach, it's a Shlamim, you're supposed to give it to the Kohen. So what are you going to do? So it says, oh, very easy. Right, so, so, right, so it says, They're supposed to eat it. So fine, so kol chad kohen no problem. Get your friend who's a Kohen. Bring a friend who's a Kohen. Right, so but how will you do that? In other words, if, you, if, the, if it were a Kohen, it wouldn't be an issue because he could eat the whole Korban Pesach and say, okay, if I'm eating a Shlamim, very nice. I'm eating the Chazev Vashok also. And if it's a Pesach, I'm also eating Chazev Vashok. But the problem is, where are you going to get a Kohen from? Hey, Kohen, David Pesach. If it's a Kohen that already did Pesach Rishon, so how is he going to eat your Pesach Sheni? Remember, if you're bringing this korban and you don't know if it's a Pesach Sheni or a Shlamim, you have to take all the precautions of both. If it's actually a Pesach Sheni, then a Kohen that brought Pesach Rishon cannot eat from it. Right? So then, so Dilma Hai Pesach, Pesach, and then he can't really be registered on a Pesach Sheni because that wouldn't be legitimate. On the other hand, Pesach, if he's a guy who also didn't do Pesach Sheni, it's also bad. Why? Why? Because Dilma Shlamimu, because maybe mine isn't really a Pesach. Right? Dila Avid Pesach. Right? So that's the problem. In other words, it won't work because if the guy needs a Pesach Sheni, maybe he's not getting it. And if the guy doesn't need a Pesach Sheni, he can't eat it. So what am I going to do? So venete kol chamisha chad kohen. So fine, bring one kohen de la Pesach. This is a smart answer. They think of every possibility, right? All five of these guys, instead of each of them saying, if it's a shlamim, if it's a Pesach, this, forget that. All five of them should bring one korban. Okay, all five of them bring the korban, uh, one korban, and one, one kohen, right? Uh, so, so in other words, no, not one korban, one kohen rather, right? And then, Delavet Pesach, that definitely didn't eat Pesach, his korban Pesach. And so each one of these five people, they're bringing a korban and saying, if this korban, if I need to bring this korban. Right, so each one of them is bringing and saying, if I needed to bring this korban, because I didn't fulfill Pesach Rishon, and I was the one that was the mum. So then, uh, this is Pesach Sheni. And if I already fulfilled the mitzvah, then this is only a shlamim. Each one of them does that. But instead of each one bringing a kohen, bring one kohen that definitely needs to do Pesach Sheni. He can eat from all of them. Why? Because any one of them that's a Pesach, he'll say, I'm on all of them. So if they, if, whichever one is a Pesach Sheni, he'll get the mitzvah from that. And whichever one is a, is, is shlamim, he can eat from it. 
So it'll be no problem. It'll work perfectly. But so it says, Because that way he'll fulfill the mitzvah no matter what. Because one of them is definitely a Pesach Sheni. He just doesn't know which one. Fine. And the other four are Shlamim. He's allowed to eat the whole thing. So no problem. But it says no. Because the, the problem is, It's trying to get to why didn't they tell them to do a Pesach Sheni. It's not because there would be a solution. The solution would be to do that. To have all five of them bring a Korban on the condition. And then to have a Kohen who needed Pesach Sheni eat from the Chazev Ashok of all of them. Okay? But the only thing is, the, the, the only thing is that you're going to limit the time frame of a Shlamim. And that's a problem. Because a Pesach can only be eaten for one day. Right? For that night really. But a Shlamim has two days. In other words, what you're going to do is you're going to cut short. You're not allowed to bring a Korban where you know that you are cutting the deadline of the Korban and making it shorter because you're more, more likely to leave meat over and for it to become pasul. So that wouldn't, so you can't do that. In other words, what you, you can't bring a Korban and say, if this is a Shlamim, if this is a Pesach, uh, it's going to be on a condition because then you're, you're imposing the stringencies of the Pesach onto the Shlamim. And if you pose the stringencies of the Pesach onto the Shlamim, you're, you're limiting its time um, when it can be eaten. And in general, we don't do that. We don't limit the time of the Achila. Like it says here on the Rashi, says on the side, it says, Bizman Achilato. So, right, so, so it says, Sheochel et kulam liyom valayla, vesorevet an novtav, im shlamim uadain, eno notav. The problem is that the shlamim has extra time, you're cutting short the time, we don't do that to a korban. So the Gemara says, okay, venetem motar pesach, why can't you bring a leftover of a pesach? Okay? In other words, Rashi says, the way that Rashi says it is, mitchilato yatne alav, he should take the korban and say condition. Im sheli tam haya, if my original korban was a good korban, right, I'm reading from Rashi, right, zeyya motar pesach, this will be considered a pesach, and it's like a leftover pesach. What happens to a leftover pesach? Shukar shlamim, it gets brought as a shlamim automatically. Vehu kapesach right, so, and then it's, but it's treated like a korban pesach, but it's brought like a shlamim. Right? So the, uh, so in other words, what you can do is you make a tanai and you say, if this is a, uh, if my korban was good, then my korban, then this is just a shlamim, this is, this is, this is a pesach. I'm designating this as a pesach and it will be cons- called motara pesach. It'll be called an extra pesach. And therefore, it will have, it will be offered like a shlamim and you could eat it, but it will have the same time restriction as a korban pesach, Rashi says. But the problem is, and, and he could say like this, venema, ididi balmum, Right? Yeah. Well, well, let me just finish the argument first. Right? So the thing is, what you could do is, a motara pesach normally is that you had a korban pesach, it got lost, you brought another one in the place, and then you got the original one back. So that's called extra pesach. You can't bring it as a korban pesach now because you already did the mitzvah, right? So you bring it as a shlamim, but you eat it with the restrictions of pesach, meaning with only one day time limit, not a not a two day time. Limit. So it's okay. So designate it as that and say if this is a if I need a pesach sheni, it's a pesach sheni. If if I don't, then it's like a, it's a it's like a pesach rishon, and then it will be um, and then it will be motara pesach. Okay, that's what he wants to say. But the problem is we don't do that. We don't go and designate something as a Pesach on purpose and call it a leftover Pesach. It doesn't make any sense. Can't do that. Okay, so so and of course it's saying all of this is with the condition that you're going to have to have a Kohen also come and the, the whole same thing that we said before. 
The coin's going to have to come and eat from each one of these five uh, Korban Pesachs and all that. But the thing is, why don't you go find a real Korban Pesach that was a Motar Pesach? There's definitely one out there. There's got to be some people who uh, had extra Korban Pesach. They didn't end, end up getting to offer it and it's a leftover. And what do you have? Either because they fulfilled their obligation with another korban that had extra, or they uh, they had you know they had more than they they lost it and they found it again or whatever. So that you have there you have that. So go find that, bring those, and say if I need pesach sheni, this is my pesach sheni. If not, this is motara pesach. So you're not cutting the time limit at all because the time limit of eating those will be the same. Because we don't lower the kedushah. Once it was a korban pesach already, we don't lower the kedushah and say it could have two days of eating instead of one. Right? So, okay. The real problem is not that. You could, find a, you could find a solution. We could go collect five cases of Motara Pesach, extra Pesachim that were left over. Have each one of these five guys come and say, if my korban that I brought originally was good, I'm just bringing this as Motara Pesach, which is brought, brought as a Shlamim, and I can eat it in one day. If I need a korban Pesach, I'm bringing this as Pesach Sheni. And then you bring a Kohen together that needs Pesach Sheni, and he'll eat from each of these five Korbanot, and for sure, out of one of them, he's eating at least one Pesach Sheni, and, and he's eating the rest of them as a as Shlamim. And it's no problem. That'll be perfect. But the only thing is that you have a problem of Smicha. Elam Shem Smicha. Shlamim, you lean on it, right? V'samach et yado rosh Korbanot. You always lean on a Korban Shlamim when you bring it. A Pesach, you don't lean on it. There's no Smicha in a Pesach. So that's the problem. Dilu Pesach, lo Smicha, v'lo Motar, Smicha. But the extra Pesach does require smicha because it's brought as a shlamim. The whole process of the hakrava is like a shlamim. And the process of hakrava of, uh, of a uh, shlamim requires the owner to lean on it. So you can't do that because if it's a Pesach, you're going to be leaning on a Pesach. You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to lean on a korban that doesn't require leaning because it's using the korban to rest yourself on it. You're not allowed to do that. If it's a shlamim, then you're going to be lacking doing the mitzvah of, of smicha. That's true, right? Only for a uh, uh, for a, a man's korban. So fine. So get one that belongs to a woman. A woman's korban doesn't require shlam, uh, even her shlamim doesn't require uh, doesn't require smicha. Women don't do smicha, right? It says uh, it says Israel somchim ben bnot Israel somchot because it says bnei Israel in the thing. So it says bnei Israel somchim ben bnot Israel somchot. So therefore, if you get a woman's motara pesach, it wouldn't have been offered, right? It wouldn't have been brought as a uh, with with smicha. So you don't have to worry. You say if it was a korban pesach, there's no smicha, and if it's a shlamim, there's no smicha either. So it'll be okay. But then he says, ah, but Ela Mishu Matanot. The problem is the Matanot of the blood. Dilu Pesach Matana Achat, Dilu Shlamim Shtaim Shen Arba. Because the Korban Pesach, we know that there's one, there's one Matana, there's only one application of blood, right? Right at the base of the altar, al yisod. Obedvat shitein kineget hayisod. But the th- but the Shlamim is on the two corners, the two opposite corners of the altar. So you can't do a Shlamim, or you can't, you won't be able to do an Avodah that satisfies both. But my nafkamina, who cares? But that's not true. Bidiavad, you could go ahead, put one application of blood by the base of the altar. If it's a shlamim, bidiavad, it's good. If it's a pesach, it's also good. What's the problem? That's actually a machloket, but it's taking the position that we pour the, the, the blood of the pesach onto the base of the altar. We don't throw it. Right? So shlamim, you have to throw it, so it's a different form. So again, my nafkamina, what difference does it make? Matani kol nitzim bezrikash nitzim bezrikash Even if the, something is supposed to be thrown on the altar, if you spill it, it's also good. Onto the altar, I mean, if you spill it, it's also good, right? So it says no. Ema dekamrina diavad echatchilanami, right? So in other words, that's talking about the diavad. 
But lechatchila, you can't do that. You could really answer that according about the uh, number of applications of blood too. The point is that there's no way, the real problem, basically in the end the Gemara says, the real problem is, yes, you could contrive, you could come up with a creative situation where you have these five guys all find korbanot, Ideally, they would have to be uh, women's motara uh, pesach, so they didn't have obligation of smicha either way, and uh, and bring these korbanot, register for them, bring them with a kohen involved who needed pesach sheni for sure. He can eat the chazev shok of each and every one. You won't have a problem with any of that. You won't have a problem with cutting the deadline because it was a leftover pesach. So anyway, they had a short deadline. You could get away with all of those problems. How can you make many in each one of them the kohen? That's only true for Korban Pesach. So whichever one is the real ah, so whichever one is the real Korban Pesach, he's manoy on it, and the other four he doesn't need to be manoy. That's the whole point. No, you say to him, whichever one is the real Korban Pesach, you're manoy. What's the problem? Whichever one is the real one, you're manoy, and you're going to eat the same piece from each and every one. So one of them, you got the mitzvah. We don't know which one. Maybe he's doing them a favor, so maybe they maybe they won't charge him money. I don't know, but uh, he doesn't have to give money. You don't have to give money. No. So the so the uh, so the point is that the, in the end, the conclusion is that it's not because of the eating; it's because of the avodah. Since the avodah, the korban, wouldn't be the same. If it's a Shlamim or a Pesach, so you can't legitimately in go and do a Korban the wrong way. Meaning, because on the possibility that this is the Shlamim, really, I'm doing it as if it were a Pesach. On the possibility that this is a Pesach, I'm doing it as if it were Shlamim. Since you're going to mess up the Avodan, only do it with the Avad. So they said, just don't bring it. Every, whoever it is, isn't going to bring a Pesach that year. He's not going to bring a Pesach. So even though there would have been a way to do it, since the Avodah would be a, an inferior way, so they, there's, they said not to do it. That, that's the conclusion. Now the Mishnah says, If a person says to his son, It sounds like a kind of thing a dad would do, you know? <laughs> Whoever gets to Jerusalem first, I'm putting you on the Pesach. The rest of you, I don't care about you. So you better hurry. Right? Right? So, The first person who puts the head and the majority of his body into Jerusalem over the line, Zacha! Right? Yeah, it sounds like, uh, it sounds like one of the horse races. Yeah, that's it. He wins. And and then he is the one who basically from him, the rest of the brothers will get it to meaning to say that the father isn't really excluding the other brothers. He's really, the Gemara is going to explain that. But the idea is that, okay, then he's the one who is considered the owner of the Korban. And of course, he's going to share it with his brothers. But the idea was just to make it, you know, it's a sign of kavod. So Gemara says, Shema mina yesh Should we assume that what this means is yesh that we're retroactively, the father saying, when the, whichever son gets there, that's the one I intended for. Meaning after the Shechita, the Shechita was done at two o'clock in the afternoon, the son shows up at three o'clock and says, oh, retroactively. Actively, you are the one. Yes, you were the one because you were here first. No, it doesn't mean that. I'm Rabbi No, Come on, he's just trying to give him a hard time. Basically, he just wants them to move fast and rush to do the mitzvah. Rush to do the mitzvah. Why? Because uh, you know, Dikanami, We can see from the Mishnah because it says It says that he he shares it. Then he gives the zechut to his brothers too, not to exclude them. Now, obviously, it must mean that the father included the other sons in the original Korban Pesach, because if he didn't, how could they be counted now? If, you, if you're assuming that at 2 o'clock the father brought the Korban Pesach, and then at 3 o'clock the first son showed up, and he's like, oh, he's the one who gets it now. But then he's He's the one that uh, includes his brother. So how can you include people that weren't signed up originally? 
in the Korban for was already done. Ah, obviously, the father really said all of them are going to be included, but he meant to say, right? You can only make a decision about which one you're registered for or withdraw up to the Shechita, but if the Shechita was already done, the, the older brother, let's say, gets there first, he can't now say, oh, now my other brothers are also going to be on it. It's too late. Right? right? That's, you see from that that it was just a matter of Zeruz. He's just trying to get the son to move faster. Whoever gets here first, he's going to be the one. Everyone else is not. It's just a way to get them to move. Right? Of course, it only worked one time. One time it happened that the girls got there before the boys. Right? And what happened? The boys were very embarrassed because the girls got there first, the boys got there last, and it just showed that they were not as enthusiastic about the mitzvah. So that was bad. But the idea is that some of them, Farshim say, maybe it means the, the whichever one won the race would get the chance to hand out the meat, you know, decide. It's like whichever child, what is the biggest machloket every Friday is who gets to hand out the tadig. Because because the who gets to hand out, of course, they're first going to take for themselves manayafa for the thing, and then they give everyone else, right? So they so who gets to hand it out is sometimes more important than you know. It doesn't matter that everyone gets, but if I get to hand it out, then I get to decide that I get you know like insider trading. It's uh, like you know it's Martha Stewart style. Okay, yeah, 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 exactly. Whoever gets first, whoever gets to get, hand it out is the lucky one. Now the Mishnah says, the, the maximum number of people is that there has to be a kazait for each person. In other words, you can't put a thousand people on one Korban Pesach because there has to be at least a kazait of meat available for each person who's going to be eating. Now, we just read that actually, right? You can only uh, uh, register up to the point where it is slaughtered. Once Korban slaughtered, you can't make any new decisions. Rabbi Shimon says, actually, up to the throwing of the blood, you could still make a decision. Even though this, the, the Shechita was done, you could switch your allegiance to another Korban um, at that moment. You saw the other guy looked like he had a tastier uh, sheep. Maybe you want to go with that one. All right, so it would work. So, what does it mean? What do we learn from here? What it means is that an entire group could switch. In other words, what it means is, let's say there were 10 people on a certain Korban Pesach. They could entirely withdraw, all 10 of them, and another completely new 10 could go on that same Korban Pesach, and it's no problem. In other words, it doesn't up- undermine. It's not like, it's not like if the second that all 10 of them withdraw, it, it's, it's pogem. It, it ruins the, it ruins the Korban. It's not. It doesn't ruin the Korban. Huh? You can't be in two Korbanot? You can't be on two. No. No, you have to choose. Now, two people might have you in mind, and then you decide which one you want to be on. Right? But you can only be on one in the end. So if these people withdraw, so because there is one opinion later on that Rabbi Yehuda says, yeah, we didn't get up to it yet. It's inside the Tati says here, that if everybody withdraws, it's a problem, right? You have to have at least one person from the original group to continue that Korban Pesach, otherwise it's not good. According to this, everybody can withdraw all 10. It still has the Kiddushah of Korban Pesach and a totally new 10 can come and they can, I'm just making up the number 10. It doesn't have to be 10, whatever the number is, right? Can join. Now, it, well, according to the Tanakh, it has to be before the Shechita, right? And that's what the Halakha is. We're going to see what the throwing of the blood, how that plays in. So now, it says like this, 
This machloket is only about withdrawing from the Korban Pesach, says Abaye. That's where Rabbi Shimon says you have up to the throwing of the blood. Because it says, If the family is too small to manage one whole uh, goat, because they're not going to be able to eat all of it, so then they share with another family, right? That's uh, So it says, As long as it's alive, you can still make changes on the registration. Once it's dead, you can't, according to the rabbis. Why would we need to know that? It's just saying once shechita is done, even though the zrika wasn't done, you still can't change. That's what it's saying. It has to still be alive. Right? Whereas Rabbi Shimon Savar, from the havaya, meaning from the execution of the korban, until the korban is completed, you can still change the assignment of the uh, of thing. But you can only withdraw, he's saying. You can withdraw. Right? But... Uh, but in order to sign up, you have to, uh, it has to be before the Shechita Adama, the number of people, and then it says Tachosu, which in Aramaic means to slaughter, so it's saying Tachosu to mean to, before the Shechita. Everyone agrees that. So meaning to say, if a guy had registered on two Korbanot, which he's not supposed to do, right? So then he goes and he wants to see which family. It's like you want to find out what, who's ha- having what for dinner before you decide which invitation to accept, you know? So the guy goes and he sees they did the shechita and the korban. He was registered for two because he was covering his bases. You're not really supposed to, right? They did this shechita and he says, you know what? I see the other guy has a much tastier looking animal over there. I'm going to withdraw from this one. So then he's automatically on the other one. If the other one was slaughtered already, he wouldn't be able to join that other one, but can withdraw, according to Rabbi Shimon, from the one from the extra one uh, after the uh, after the shechita. I just can't um, sign a new one. Tanina Miachid also says in the writing, "Nimni Moshchin at the end, Mimenat Shishachet." Rabbi Shimon says, "Nimni Ad Shishachet, Moshchin Ad Shizrakadam." So basically, it's explicit in that Brita that um, that he only meant that with regard to withdrawing. Withdrawing, you can do up to the Zrika, but signing up, you only have up to the Shchita. Now, the next Amud, we have another Mishnah. These are sort of shorter sugyot here. Mishnah says, "Mamanei Mo Acher Bechelko." This is actually very interesting. You're going to enjoy this. Uh, this has some interesting uh, uh, parts here. Okay, it's about uh, getting along with people at a meal. So, let's say, for example, you have 10 people on a Korban Pesach, for, for instance. And when the 10th guy says, listen, I get one-tenth of the meat, right? Because I paid for one-tenth. I'm bringing a plus one. You know, I'm going to bring uh, someone with me. And I'm not going to give them any more meat. I'm just going to split what I get with them. You know, I'm not going to take like an 11th portion because that would not be fair. I only paid for one-tenth, right? Everybody paid $100, let's say. You go to like one of these uh, dinners. Everyone pays the same amount. You can't bring another person. They're going to eat another plate of food. It's not fair. I'm not saying that. I'm just going to let them share whatever I get, right? Assuming I'm getting more than a kazayat. I'm getting a nice piece. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's saying that he wants to sign him up. He wants to sign him up. Okay. Right? So it says, They could say, listen, we'll give you your piece, but you go sit somewhere else. Why? Because maybe your friend, you know, we, 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 he wasn't supposed to be part of this originally. He's going to go take a little bit more, take a little extra. You go sit over there with your piece that you said you're only sharing your piece. So you go sit over there and you eat it. I'm like, we learned before that you're allowed to eat the Korban Pesach you just can't go from Makom to Makom. Right? That was what we saw before about Rabbi Yehuda that you, can, you have to 
choose your place. So you could split it. You split up the the, the, the eaters. Say, okay, you you want you brought your friend. Very nice. He signed you signed him up last minute. He wasn't really part. We don't know him. Whatever. You guys go sit over there. Sit that but right, yeah, sit in a different area. Here's your part. Then you go over there. Like imagine uh, imagine a situation with a dinner where you you know you paid tickets for dinner. They give you so you get one plate. Oh, I I brought my friend. And, okay, so here's your plate. You go sit over there and you share whatever you get. You're not gonna get more. Okay, Obviously that's idea. Have enough for two kazais. Obviously, we're talking about there's plenty. There's only ten people. There's one animal for sure, right? So now they ask the question. I like the way they say it. He had very nice hands. Okay, meaning that he liked to take a lot of food. Yeah, the one guy who take you know the one person comes and they take the, the entire uh, pot of food on their plate. They don't share very well. Can you say to that person, take what you take your thing and get out? Okay, right. You you did stop. So, you know. So me amrina malhu Could he say to them, no? What do you mean? You accepted me to this korban. You know uh, why? You, why are you you're you're being prejudiced against me? It's uh, you know you're body shaming me that I'm a large guy. I like to eat. Um, no, Odelma, No offense, but when we accepted you, we only did that so that we would have enough people to eat this korban. But we didn't accept you to eat more than us. In other words, we accepted you because we needed another guy in this korban, but not because you're going to eat half the thing and leave not enough for the rest of us. Now, of course, assuming everyone's getting a kazait, but I mean, you don't only eat a kazait; you eat, you know, eat a piece. So, so can you do that or not? The question is, can the group, like, tell a person, take your piece and go because we don't want you eating more? So, Tashima, so this is like our Mishnah, right? A person brings his plus one to the party. He signed him up, of course, but still, right? So he can, go, they can give him his piece and say, go sit over there so that, that your friend doesn't take any more because he wasn't part of the original group. So my time, it sounds like the same exact thing that you're saying the guy is going to take more because he brought his friend. So therefore, you're telling him he can go sit on the side. So right? Right? So the so it should be really a similar sort of situation. In other words, they should just like you see by the korban pesach, you're allowed to say to the guy who brings an extra person, go sit over there with your friend since he came and he might take more. So too, if the guy has yadaim yafot, very good hands, hands that can hold a lot of food or that do hold a lot of food. Right, so they should also be able to say that, right? So uh, that that's that. He could say them kabiltun. You accepted me, right? Right. So it says right. So it says Right. They said no. They uh, the deot is different. In other words, what it means is. That um, that you're bringing another person is different. It might be that if the original person who was part of the group said, "I want to be, uh, I want to be part of the, uh, I want to, I've signed up to be one of the ten people leading this korban. You can't tell me to take my piece and go sit on the other side just because I'm a big guy. You know, that's I'm a big eater. That's not fair. I signed up like everyone else. Not fair." And they'll say, "So that's different than a guy who brings a plus one because the guy who brings an extra friend." So you'll say, well, De Ochani, that's a different guy. He wasn't part of the original list. So now you're adding somebody to the list because you, you want to share with them your piece. We could tell you to go sit over there. But maybe a person who was one of the original Minuyim, you can't do that to him. That's not nice. 
right? They ought shani. Din ami tarvai ukechad mechavurahu dachlei. So he says because it, it's in the, in the same way he says the ilam itarvai ukechad mebnei chavurahu dachlei matzeh amrelei delanichalan inishnucha gaban. Right, even if that there's a difference between one guy who eats more, who is part of the original group, then the the uh, the group could say we don't want a strange person in our group. In other words, they have a right to say this person wasn't part of the original uh, uh, part of the original, even though he's not going to eat anymore. He's going to eat the same amount, but we don't necessarily want the person to uh, to sit with us because we didn't know him and we didn't invite him. Okay, that's different than saying that uh, to the guy that we originally included, oh, well, we only really included you to give us a good korban. We don't really want you to sit with us. That's not, that's not nice. That's not acceptable. Yeah, okay. Everybody have to know who their group is. Yeah, they, they all know who the group is. Yeah, they know who the group is. I have to know where the, who the group Normally you would because you're going to be eating with them usually. You're usually going to be eating with them. Right? So now it says, Tashima, Hashem, It's not really true because you can't. It's flowery. Yeah, it's just to be nice. Tashima, Hashema. We only say that once the door is closed and the they're locked. Tashima, Hashemasha Khal Kazai Basar Bitsadatanur. So we learned about before that if the Shamash is eating his piece of meat and he he's he's roasting the meat, but he goes and he eats some of it. He eats his kazai there. So now he established his place to eat the Korban Pesach in a separate place. So what do we say? Imaya Pikeah, if you were smart, like Chris Oi Meru, you better eat the rest of it now. Because says he can't move. Once he ate his kazayit of meat already in that place, that's his place for Koban Pesach. So if his friends want to be nice and come sit with him, they can. But if not, then he's stuck there by himself for the rest of the day there and he can't go there. So they said, Ratsu in, lo ratsu lo. So that shows you what? That shows you that they have an option. They could go sit with him or they could not sit with him. They don't have to sit with him. So what does that show? He could say to them, you accepted me as part of the group, so now don't you have to sit with me? Come over here and sit here. No, that's different. Look, we brought you into the group to be the chef. You know, so that you would make the food and then you could sit with us. But we didn't say we're going to come sit by the oven in the kitchen because you uh, messed up and you decided to eat the, mo- the food to trouble us. We didn't accept you. But again, that's not the same as the guy who's equal, who's saying, I paid for this meal. I want to sit with everybody else. Right? So, Tashim, HaBnei Chavosh, HaEchad Men Yafod, Shein Lamalo, Tol Chavetzei, Velo Od. So, here we say, we see clearly, actually, from this Braita, that if there was a group that one of them eats more than the others, they could say, take your piece and go. And not only that, Elafilu Chamishav Asus Sibolet. Sibolet means that they had basically a lunch agreement, that they had like a lunch pool, that they would, they would take a certain amount of money each, let's say, week, and then they would buy lunch for everybody. You know, like some offices, they do that. They take like, you know, they, they collect money and then they have like, uh, they have a lunch once a week or something like that that's from everybody. So if they did that, they could say to the guy, even though he contributed, take your portion and go, because otherwise he's going to take more than everyone else and it's not fair. So what do you see from that? So you see that uh, they're allowed to do that. The group is allowed to tell the person who eats too much that they have to get out, take their part and get out, right? So my Vilo Od, why does it say Vilo Od? Not only that, Lomi saying, it's not even necessary to say it. Meaning that not only in a case of the Korban Pesach where they have an excuse, they could say, well, we only invited you because we needed 10 people for the Korban. Not so that you would take all of our food. Right? They have a reason. Even when it's a social thing, where the guy participated in the office lunch and each person gave $10 and then they go and they buy a lunch for everybody, right? Even there they can tell him he has to sit by himself because he eats too much. 
Right? Right? So they could say to him to go. Some say that wasn't the question. Here was the question. Can the people who are in the group, are they allowed to separate from each other? Are they allowed to, to, uh, to break up uh, or or they or they're not allowed to break up. Rashi says lechalek pesach benim lekol echad chelak amagio. Right? Do they do they divide up the portions amongst themselves? Or enoshayin lechalek ela ochlin ke echad notnina manot lefnehem kishal suudot. In other words, are they supposed to eat together or they're supposed to break up? That was the question. The question is a general question. Do you break up the korban pesach into different groups or you eat it to, or you're supposed to eat it together? Right? And tashma benecha v'ashayu yadav shel echad men yafot. And you see from that it says that if one of them was very had big hands, right? Shayin lamalo. Right, so that meaning, there has to be a reason. Now, the point is that the only time they're allowed to do that is if the person is going to eat more. If you all join together in a Korban Pesach, the assumption is that everyone's going to eat together and they're all going to have one meal together. Unless there's one person who's problematic and the group feels that he's being, uh, you know, he's being gluttonous, he's taking too much, so then they can tell him to sit by himself. But if there's no reason, then really, ideally, everyone should sit together. But it's interesting, whether it's for social reason, even in just a social situation, Everyone gives ten dollars a week, and they have a bagel lunch for the office or something like that on Fridays. I'm, you know, one of those things that people do. So they they could say, "Listen, take your bagel, and you, every week you come and you take everything on your plate, and you go in your office, and there's nothing left for everyone else. So you just have to take your plate and and go." So they're they're allowed to say that. So now Rav Papa, Rav Funa, Rav Rav Yoshua, Arivu, Rav Taba, one time was that Rav Papa and Rav Funa were having lunch together. Adachil, Rav Funa, Rav Yoshua, Chada. In the time that it took it took Rav Funa to eat one piece. Every time Rav Papa is eating four. So Amalei Pelagli said to him, you know, you have to share with me. What are you doing? Right? So, so Amalei, right? So he's saying, you know, get, he's saying separate from me. Pelagli, you know, go, go, uh, go eat somewhere else. Take your piece and, and go because you're taking too much food. So Amalei, Kabiltun, you accepted me. What do you mean? You invited me to lunch. Now you're telling me I can't eat the lunch. You know, how can you tell me to separate? So he brought all of these different objections, right? And he gave an answer. Right? He brought them the case of the of the bnei chavura of the group of the korban pesach where they told the guy take your piece and go. So Rav Papa said you can't make me leave because of that. The only excuse for him to leave was that they had a reason. They said, well, we accepted you to make the korban good, but we didn't say you could eat all our food. Here, you asked me to go to lunch. What, what do you mean you only accepted me if I would eat a little food? What do you mean I can eat as much as I want? What about sibolet? What about the case of the of office lunch? The you know that they get they grouped together. So there, Palegle said, you're right. Okay, I see. If if you're allowed, if when you pull together money and you have a lunch for the office, you're allowed to tell a person, just take your piece and go to your cubicle or whatever. So then obviously, if I'm eating too much, I'm eating four times as much as you. So you can you can tell me to leave. Fine. But then Azal Ariv Bahadir Ravina, I said, you know what? I'm going to get a better lunch partner. Forget about this. Rav Papa is too big of an eater. Go with Ravina. Ravina Temanya. He had, he had eight times as much food for every one piece at eight. So he said, Amar, mea papi vlochad ravina. He said, I guess I'd rather have a hundred of papas and not even one ravina. Although that, uh, although technically speaking, it's not that bad. You know, but the point was that, you know, we call it going from the frying pan into the fire. You know, he just, he thought he was going to going to upgrade to a better situation. But he ended up getting someone who ate even more. But it's a very interesting because I think there's a, there is something to be said here 
you know, there that uh, these situations come up from time to time where people, yeah, where people are sharing in something and then they feel bad that you know, well, the person paid and the person you know contributed, but it's saying you also have to uh, have some equity. And if uh, if everybody was a partner and one person is taking more than their fair share, then it's okay to set limits for the person and say, okay, everyone paid their fair share and you get your fair share, but you have to leave for everyone else as well. Do you see the famous of Papa? 